There is a long line and that line is getting longer. The curious thing is we just don't know how long the line is. People with long COVID, uh, it isn't strictly defined, but there's clearly more and more people suffering from it. Dr Alistair Miller leads the Royal Melbourne Hospital's Long COVID Clinic. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome, Ruth. How many patients have you got? Uh, look, it depends how you count them, I guess. We, we've certainly got a very long waiting list. We've had about 200 people through the clinic, some of those still with us, but many many discharged from it. But there's certainly a very high demand for people with ongoing symptoms. When you say through the clinic, is that 200 people who've sort of been forced to return to hospital because their symptoms are so bad? Not necessarily return to hospital. We, we do a lot of um, remote consultation obviously coming in for investigations if that's required. But, uh, yeah, about 200 people who have been referred into the clinic, we've, we've assessed them here and, and referred them on for other care or discharged them back to their GPs. How long is the wait list? Like, how many people on that? Uh, it's about three months at the moment. Oof, um, three months? Yes. I feel like we need some definitions. How do I know if I've got long COVID? Look, it's a really good question. I don't think there's a single answer. The WHO talk about having three months of symptoms, but it's a bit hard to ask people to wait for three months before they get care for their symptoms. I think there's a reasonable expectation that people will have symptoms for a month or so after they've had infection. Uh, and so really any time after a month, if people have got ongoing symptoms, and I guess it's important that they're symptoms that have some sort of functional impact. So if, if people feel a bit more tired than usual, but are able to still go about their, their usual activities, still able to get to work, still able to exercise. Can I interrupt? We, what, what symptoms, yeah. just be specific for me, yeah, what absolutely. symptoms are you talking about might sort of really interrupt what you're doing? I, I think fatigue, breathlessness, and some sort of cognitive dysfunction are really the primary symptoms, but they're very broad ranging. There's pretty much any symptom you can think of has been associated with this sort of post-COVID or long COVID syndrome. Dr. Alistair Miller leads the Royal Melbourne Hospital's long COVID clinic. Uh, so if, if there's a three-month wait to see you and your people, Dr. Miller, and I go to my GP, does the Medicare system, those Medicare rebates, do they cover long COVID? Uh, they will. There is, there's, I guess, investigation and, and management of, of new symptoms or, or indeed of chronic disease, which you know, long COVID is, is increasingly being recognised as, will cover those visits. The difficulty is, while the vast majority of people will be cared for by their GPs, and, and GPs are well placed for that whole of person management, there are going to be some people for whom symptoms aren't well managed, even after consultation with GPs, or indeed it's not clear where, where best to get help for that. Do you think we need to count them? Would it make a difference if we had a more defined version of long COVID and counted it as a nation or as a state? Would that make a difference? Would it help? Uh, it would help to some degree. It would help us plan for services. But unfortunately at the moment we don't have a lot of treatment options for long COVID and, and so... Right. There isn't uh, much you can do, is there? Well, I guess there's pretty good evidence for rehab and, and so you know, our team have developed some expertise in the rehab space as of other groups around well, the state. What does that involve? What sort of rehab is that? Uh, so it's largely based around, around fatigue management and, and pacing and so we often think about rehab as, as people pushing harder to do more and in fact 
many of the times that we're seeing people, we're asking them to wind back their effort, to, to work within their capacity rather than sort of pushing their limits at all. And if you're running the long COVID clinic and there's more and more of us getting COVID, you're just going to get busier and busier, aren't you? Uh, yeah, we are. Um, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're working towards having more capacity to do that and also to increase the capacity of other services to also do that. Would you ever send someone away and say, look, you've got some sort of post-viral thing, but it's not COVID? Are you, are you ever in that situation where you can say, oh, actually, nah, you might be a bit ill and you need some help, but it isn't long COVID? Do you, would you ever do that? It, it's hard. There are certainly periods in the pandemic where getting tested was very difficult. There were times where it's you know, just not possible to get a PCR, where, the, where there weren't rats available. And so we have tried to keep it for people who have had diagnosed COVID, but, but appreciate that there are times where people had a, a COVID-like illness, but, but weren't able to get tested. Oh. Do you test their blood to see if they, to make sure, for sure, that they got that virus? No, because it's it's not it's not uh, specific or, or sensitive enough, right? Um, and it probably doesn't make a great deal of difference if they have symptoms um, that are consistent with it. It's likely that they will respond in a, in a similar way to therapy. I'm sure there are people listening who feel a bit overwhelmed by their long COVID symptoms. Do you feel overwhelmed by the numbers and the the lack of a defined challenge? Oh. I, I guess it's pretty easy for me because I can only see the people who, who are coming through the door. Right. I, I think it is really overwhelming for people who, who have it, and, and I think it's uh, it must be incredibly challenging to to feel like you're not getting anywhere. Um, but I, I think that you know there is a huge amount of work being done around the world try, trying to find out the answers and, and trying to get to the bottom of this and, and find some uh, some treatment. Um, or some help for these people. So I, th- I think there is, there is hope. I, I don't think there's anything um, groundbreaking just now, but I think I think it will come. And I, the, I guess the final and perhaps potentially the most important question, if I think I've got long COVID, do I ring my doctor first? Uh, do I ring the Royal Melbourne or someone else's long COVID clinic? What do I do? I, I think it's, it's best to, to speak to your own doctor first. I think, you know, GPs are, are well-placed to... To make that initial assessment, they usually know their patients really well. Uh, there is obviously s- some capacity issues in, in that space. The yeah. GPs are, are, are pretty pretty pushed at the moment, but I think that that's the best place to start. Um, and then you know they'll be able to then uh, help people access other other services if those are needed. Thanks for your time, Dr. Miller, and good luck. Thanks very much, Ref. That's Dr Alistair Miller. He leads the Royal Melbourne Hospital's Long COVID Clinic. Quite a few of you texting things like this. Fatigue management and pacing straight out of the CFS rule book. That's from Anne, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And, quite, and someone else texting, are they talking to the chronic fatigue? What does CFSME stand for? It must be chronic fatigue something. Are they talking to the CFSM community? This sounds identical to your experience. Uh, so clearly many of you concerned about the COVID experience. Tracy's saying, I know one nurse with long, very long COVID, another guy. COVID, uh, sorry, common is COVID brain with varying degrees of memory loss at times. Fatigue's normal. Um, this seems common. So uh, Tracy wanted me to ask that of Alistair Miller, but clearly a lot of you having that sort of experience. And then you're concerned clearly about how we try to ameliorate it, limit it. Uh, why aren't we trying to 
this is a different texture. Why aren't we trying harder to protect ourselves from the chronic illness and disability of long COVID? Masks and ventilation would stop unnecessary long-term illness. Stop politicising the protections.